This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder, the July Patreon. The July Patreon episode. Lacey has got me almost drunk. No. Just, off this just drink she made. So for July, we're doing our little shark theme. I wanted to make a shark bite. It has a lot of random stuff. I don't even remember what all I threw in here. But long story short, it's blue. It's good. And I put some grenadine in there for blood. It turns it purple after a while. And I couldn't find gummy sharks anywhere. No. The Dollar Tree didn't have any. The The Walmarts. No, Walmart didn't have any. <laughs> Kroger. I'm like, that's one of those things when we stop at gas stations. You see them on all trips, the time. I always see them. I just not thought today. they were a hot commodity. Oh, they are not. Whatever. Or maybe they're just sold out. Maybe. Maybe everyone's making a shark bite. And I thrifted these sharks. I have a little container filled with shark teeth. So gross. That I bought for 10 bucks. Ten- ten- you buy the most random I- stuff. Look how What are you going to do with that? Are- Look, I don't know. I just was super excited. Oh my gosh. I have to, we normally save the, this chit chat for later. Okay. So after we recorded on Wednesday, I was like, oh, after we ate, I'm like, I'm not going to go to that little, there was a little um, art thing. Yeah. Well, I ended up going. You did go? I was like, yeah, I'll go by. It by yourself? Labyrinth of, yeah, by myself. Because I just was like, I'm just going to roam in. It was tiny, not a lot of stuff, but there were local shops, and I took the business card. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name off the top of my head, but some of the necklaces were teeth. Human? Human teeth. Fucking disgusting. And I asked her, I'm like, these are real teeth? And she's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, are they sustainably sourced? Like, where'd you get these teeth? And she was like, oh, well, I used to be a dental assistant, and a lot of these were donations to jewelry, because she had necklaces, rings with just a tooth that on it. That makes me, I have literally, I'm going to throw up. She had like resin things with teeth in no. it, and I was feeling it. She's Mm-mm. like, teeth are disgusting. It was cool in a macabre way, but here's the thing. I don't want to wear someone's DNA, and I wouldn't want someone to wear my tooth. And I'm, You know what I mean? I mean, I save my child's teeth. Make, a, make some jewelry. Yeah, absolutely but, not. I've never pulled one. It Ever. was fascinating. I'm like, no, this, I can't. How'd you get this? That was my first question. I'm like, how did you get adult teeth? This is making me sweat. I'm this sorry. So gross. It was it was interesting, but I would not wear a straight. I would wear a fake tooth that looked like a real tooth before I'd wear a real tooth. I think. I don't think I would ever wear a fucking tooth. You keep the teeth. I would Give wear me an the animal diamonds. like a sustainably sourced animal tooth. Like what? Like a shark tooth necklace? Yeah. Like they I, sell those at Panama City. No, but you know what I mean. Like, not, I wouldn't, like, kill an animal and then wear its bones. Like, a, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, this is, took a weird turn. So, anyways, it's shark week. <laughs> well, it will be. <laughs> Next on the week. 24th, yes. I'm sorry you're going to hear some ice in the background. That's our Like I said, Lacey's, drink. Lacey's getting us shark tanked. It's shark tanked. <laughs> I plan DM, on DM. I plan on making a cute little graphic for our Instagram for this theme. So, do you have any fun stuff before I start my serious story? I mean, I'm intermittent fasting, so this Ooh, drink is this is your dinner. No. This is my dinner. Gosh, let me take a little sippy and then I'll. It start does my- ha- probably have a lot of calories in it. 
I normally never use real Sprite ever, so it's it's real. I'm a diet person, diet diet drink person, until you drink alcohol. Correct. Fair enough. And then it's all tutti frutti, fair, fresh and fruity. Fair enough. Tutti frutti, fresh and fruity. Oh, that bartender. I'll have to say that next time because Donnie, it's a female, my bad. And she joined us on Patreon, so oh, we'll whoops. have to give her a shout out. Whoops. But isn't that fun? I'm like, oh, okay. So we have a Donnie bartender listening. Not to this. She's, well, no, wait. She's a patron now. She's listening. Anyway. Well, he's had too much to drink. Good <laughs> Tell me what you got. Shark week. Shark week. Last year. Guess how many shark attacks there were worldwide. Worldwide? Worldwide. Um, 57? 73. You're bad wrong. Bad wrong. 28 of those were in Florida. Volusia County came in number one Ooh. with 17, followed by Brevard, Miami-Dade. Yeah, Brevard. And St. Lucie counties. Over, like, Australia yeah. and... Yeah, over everywhere in the whole world. South yes. Africa? Really? Yes. yes. Just in the past month, there have been multiple shark attacks on the Gulf Coast. Hmm. 17-year-old Addison was attacked on the 4th of July off Keaton Beach. She was out swimming and collecting scallops with her brother. She was in about five feet of water. She felt a tug on her right leg. Mm. It was a nine-foot-long shark. Nine. She tried to punch it, get away, but it tried to drag her underwater, like Jaws. Literally like Jaws. She yelled for her big brother, who was a fireman and was with her. And he, so he jumps in, and there's blood all over. Sounds like a shark movie. He comes to the rescue, fends off the shark, gets his sister on the boat, applies a tourniquet, and they get to the hospital. But she did have to have her right leg amputated above the knee. But she says, this will not keep me from going in the water. Just a freak accident. Most sharks don't want to eat humans. It's just they smell smell us and they're like, oh, it's a meal. And then they sounds like a lot of my dates. They bite a piece and they're like, ooh, that's gross. <laughs> also sounds like no, a lot of my dates. no, no, no. We lived in North Carolina. You probably didn't hear much about this since it probably wasn't on your news, but we lived in North Carolina um, at the time where there was a ton of shark attacks on the coast of North Carolina. We went to Wrightsville Beach all the time. And it was something like 20-something attacks in that year. It was when the – well, I say that now. Now it's hot as hell. But it was a really warm summer. Mm-hmm. And there were way more – they thought that there were more sharks than normal because the water was warmer than normal. Yeah. So they started coming earlier and left later. It was like 20-something shark attacks that summer. So almost every time we went to the beach – I was paranoid about it because you don't think of, well, I mean, sharks are everywhere. It's their ocean. But North Carolina, you're not like, oh, there's a shark everywhere. Right. But it happened a bunch. It was like, I want to say 2015, 16, Mm-mm. something like that. But it was it was kind of scary. That's, that is scary. Mm. So another woman was attacked in the Florida Keys. 30-year-old Lindsay was bitten by a shark just off Sawyer Key around 8 p.m., She was with her husband and two little girls on a pontoon boat. They were in about 10 feet of water, and she had been jumping off the very top of the boat, like doing flips and shit for her kids. Mm -hmm. Her husband said he heard a splash and then saw nothing but blood in the water. Then more splashing, and the bloody water started filling up into the boat, and the boat was rocking. (sighs) Yeah. He said she came up. She screamed, help. 
He jumps in to save her. Oh my god! Which my mom mind is like, don't get in the fucking water. You just left your two little girls on the boat by themselves in the ocean. What good are you? You know what if I mean? In the, you too. in the water. But I would, then also, I, I would probably know. still be pissed if my husband did not jump in and try yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the best thing is in that situation. I would try to maybe find something big to like. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. But then you might be hitting What would wife. you, I mean, like if. I truly yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'd be, I mean, I'd be passed out from a heart attack. I don't know. Listen. So he does jump in, saves his wife. Um, there's a huge wound on her right leg from her hip. To just the top of her knee was like a shark bite. Mm. He was able to pull her on the boat. She was flown to Miami where she was given a blood transfusion and is expected to make a full recovery. They commonly hunt at dusk for food. Sharks. Lacey is such a shark smart. I'm a shark nerd. You but are. don't swim in the ocean around dusk. I'm serious. Or I'm after dark. To, I'm not trying. No. Mm-mm. So great whites are the largest predatory fish in the world. Only two fish are larger than a great white, and they are the whale shark and the basking shark. Did you know what the basking shark is? I've never heard of a basking Me shark. Me either, but it's a big bitch. Is it a whale or a shark? It's a shark. Like a shark that is a whale or? No. No. Oh, okay. So these sharks feed on plankton, though. They don't feed on. No. Well, that's good. They're not meat eaters. Ooh. Great whites are aggressive predators and yeah. will chase their food down. Like, they will come after you. Their eyes are scary. They're they fucking are... scary in general. Ugh. So this is the most horrific shark attack in history. 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 Okay. More than 900 men were thrown to the mercy of the sharks in the Pacific Ocean when their American warship, the USS Indianapolis, was split in two by a Japanese torpedo in July of 1945. When rescuers arrived, in the spot, four days later, they found 579 men dead. Oh, my God. Many chewed into pieces and were circling. The sharks were circling around these dead bodies. Eesh. Woody James was among the 316 survivors. 900, only 316 survived. He said the sharks were around hundreds of them. Everything would be quiet, and then you'd hear somebody scream, and you knew that a shark had got him. How have they not made a scary movie about or that? Or a movie in general. It's always like one shark, you know? Yeah. This was like a whole... Oh, my God. So, since you did not ask, here are the 10 most dangerous places for shark attacks. See if you can, if you thought any of these would be. Miami area? Number one is Volusia County, Florida. Two, South Africa. Three... New South Wales, Australia, four, Queensland, Australia, five, Hawaii, six, Brevard County, Florida, seven, California, eight, Brazil, nine, South Carolina. Hmm. That's the one so far that surprises me. And number 10, New Guinea. Okay. So, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, is nicknamed the shark attack Uh capital of the world. Located south of Daytona, and there are as many as 300 surfers in the water on any given day. I will never surf, and here's why. You look like a big-ass sea lion. I look like a big-ass sea lion <laughs> anyways. No. <laughs> Shut up. For real. But when they're on a surfboard, and you know they're doing their arm paddling out there, you look like a freaking seal. It's uh-huh. their dinner. That's why I feel like so many surfers get... 
bit because they're jumping up thinking they're going to get a mouthful of blubber and it's a board. So as I'm looking at up all this uh, fascinating shark shit, um, <laughs> I saw a video and you can look it up. Uh, I'll have to tell you what it is and you can link it in the notes or whatever. You can see a video of a surfer. He was in a competition and you, they're video, you know, they're filming it for the news or whatever for TV, like sports channel, whatever, mm-hmm. ESPN. And you, he gets attacked by a shark and it's live. Oh my God. And you see, yeah, he lives, but you see them, him like get snatched off his surfboard and like him like fighting and trying to get back. And then the boat's flying in. It's, it's incredible, horrifying. He was cute though. (laughs) He was cute. cute. Oh Lord. Have you ever seen a shark? Yeah. No, I mean like in the wild, not in an aquarium, in the wild. Like, Um, yeah. I have seen nurse sharks, like little bitty nurse sharks that are going to do no harm before, but we still, we were snorkeling and got back on the boat. Mm-mm. But I've never, I've like, never seen, seen like a, a great scare. white. Oh, of, that would be very rare, especially on beaches because it's so shallow. Hammerheads can swim in three feet of water though. No, I don't want to do anything. Anything with sharks now. No, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, it's your turn to tell okay. us your bad news story. I have a tangent real fast. Have I already told my parasailing story? Oh, Jesus Christ. Lacey's drunk and blabbering. Go ahead. Have no, I? I don't think so. So, I okay, here's the deal. I love the ocean. I love swimming in the ocean. Do you? Yeah. hate everything about it. But I am terrified of sharks. And I will swim in the shallow end and only in clear water. I don't go out where I can't touch. Or even to my shoulders, you will not see me. I want to be able to see, and I am very alert. <laughs> so we went parasailing, and you don't get in the water. Yeah. You, you go up in the thing, you go, and you, like, you tap it with your foot. No. I was panicking about my foot touching the water because I thought a shark, yes. I thought a shark was going to come up and eat my foot. Yes, that's crazy. That's very unlikely. Can't relate. I was unmedicated at the time. I was having a <laughs> panic attack. I was. I was not medicated. I was freaking out. I do not want a parasail ever. I'm like, a shark is going to bite my foot. And Samuel's like, no shark cares enough about you to like wait. I'm like, they do. They no, do. I feel like it's a reasonable fear. Well, it is a reasonable fear. Did that happen? And let me tell you why. Oh, my God. So I didn't. We are up there. I'm having a grand time. It's much slower and peaceful up there. It's not scary. I'm afraid of heights. So I, I was fine. And then Samuel hears it and I didn't. He hears the driver of the boat say, oh, shit. What? No. I didn't hear it. No, 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 no. This was in Key West, Florida, too. No, 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 no. And all of a sudden, we're going down fast, and I don't know anything's wrong. You're going down fast. Like, quickly. I think we're he's reeling us back in to go to the boat. Okay. So, we're going down pretty fast, and we pick up speed, and then before I know it, we drop about 50 feet in the air. Drop. Are you fucking straight? And me? we have a humongous parachute above Stream us. Stream of we, shit. Would Samuel be and I are trapped me. in these seatbelt thingies. So I wasn't thinking we were going to be plunged underwater. I didn't, I wasn't prepared. It would happen so fast. And we went down because of how heavy the equipment was and how fast. We weren't wearing life. Wait, no. No life jackets or anything. Because of how heavy the equipment was, we went down, I would guess, 20 feet. Oh, my God. I could be exaggerating, but we had all this heavy stuff on. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
We went fast. We were like torpedoing in the water with a heavy parachute. And I come up in the air screaming my freaking head off. I'm like, I was, I'm like, I'm going to die from a shark. That was all like, we were in the middle of the ocean. It was deep. I'm like, I'm going to die from a freaking shark. So I don't, the, the driver of the boat jumps in like he's on Baywatch. And I'm like, screw you, bitch. You're the one that did this to me. I am, I'm not a good swimmer. I swam so fast. I was just like adrenaline. Truly, that's maybe the only time I've actually felt real adrenaline. I was just swimming so fast to get to this boat because in my mind, I was going to get eaten by a shark. I was so mad. They still charged us full price, by the way. They pulled us up. We got in the boat. Nothing. They didn't tell you why they did that? The rope broke. The rope broke. That holds the string to the boat. Oh, my God. That's why, because they pull you so it gets air, like a parachute, so it stopped (sighs) being a parachute. So we flew just... Jesus Christ. And when Samuel always is like, oh, you, you're paranoid. And I'm like, nope, nope, don't gaslight me. I was afraid of putting my toe in the water and something way worse happened. That could have killed you. Yeah, it could have killed killed me. Well, like that story, it wasn't too long ago, where that woman um, and her nephew and son were parasailing. And something happened the, the, with the rope and they fell and they drug her and she, she hit, the, hit the bridge. Oh, my gosh. And it killed her. I had water in my nose because I breathed it in. I didn't know anything was happening. You know when you're not prepared. Jesus, I I was coughing up. They they had a tip bucket when we were leaving the boat, and I was like, kicked it in the fucking water. I was I was silent because I was just like I can't. I was shaking. I've never heard. I was freaking out. I I feel like I tell it all the time, but I never can remember. Never heard this ever. But my biggest fear. I came up above the water. First thing in my mind is I'm going to get eaten by a shark. That's all I cared about was like I would have been trying to get out of that equipment. And it was freaking, I was strapped in. It was like a seat belt. I had to get my legs out of the cubby. I'm pulling this big ass parachute. Paid full price. Nothing. Uh It didn't compass anything. They're like, oopsie, sorry, it happens. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm just saying, y'all, if you go parasailing, no. Be prepared to fall into the water. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that. It was, it was probably the scariest thing just because i don't know Mm-mm. and samuel was prepared because he heard him say oh shit but he didn't want to freak me out i'm like i would have at Why least held my shit? nose i hate that shit before oh. i had max his dad and i were driving to hot springs and his mom and it was storming super bad mm. and his mom kept calling him and he got very you know when you someone calls you and you can you can tell or someone calls someone you're with and you can tell they're being very cryptic like uh-huh Yes. Uh huh. Yes, I do know. And so I'm like, what? What does she say? What does she know? Whatever. He's like, nothing. They said it's storming real bad. I didn't find out until we got to Hot Springs that there was a fucking tornado on the ground on Highway 70, and he knew it. And I was like, why would you not tell me? He's like, because you would have flipped out. I'm like, you know what? Now I don't trust you ever, (laughs) ever with anything in my entire life. And then I had a child with him, so (laughs) I don't trust the parasail boat drivers. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now that we've gone on all the tangents. So I'm going to tell you about a wild case in Australia. And I don't think we've covered anything in Australia yet. It's an oldie. And I don't know if you've heard of it before or not. I'm guessing you haven't. But it's too strange not to tell. So on April 17th, 1935, 
a 14-foot tiger shark arrived at the Coogee Aquarium in Sydney, Australia. So that's 3.5 meters for any Aussies listening. They caught the shark 3 kilometers or 1.9 miles from the beach suburb of Coogee. I might be saying that wrong. I've never been to Australia. I'm sorry. A week later, the shark had lost its energy and appetite. They thought something was wrong with it. So the shark was bumping into the walls of the water enclosure and it kept sinking to the tank's floor, kind of like it was super full or something, like sluggish. That's how I look in your pool. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Oh, my God. You're a mess. The it's sh- your dream. Not true. <laughs> the shark was on public display and while a small crowd was gazing at the shark, it started thrashing and it vomited. Ew. Yeah. A partially digested human arm floated to the surface of the pool. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. It puked up an arm. A human oh, freaking arm. Damn. So Narciss, Narcissi, oh shit. <laughs> Narciss Leo Young, a proofreader for the Sydney Herald, was there that day. He said, quote, I was three or four meters from the shark and clearly saw come out of its mouth a copious brown froth which smelled really foul. Is that how you talked in the 1930s? <laughs> anyway. You are just wanting to, me to throw up all this blue no, drink no, that no. you have fed me. Okay. In addition to the arm, the shark also expelled a bird, a rat, and a load of muck. And a smaller shark. The fuck? <laughs> I know. So it was a left hand of a form of a man and it had a distinctive tattoo. Mm, I love a tattoo. So, turns out, the tiger shark had actually eaten a smaller shark. Uh Uh-huh. And it was the smaller shark that had originally swallowed the arm. It's like a Russian doll situation with sharks and arms. Seriously. Big shark eats a smaller shark. The smaller shark had the arm in it. You're like, what is happening? Are you about to go puke somewhere? my earrings. Tension. Oh, you found it. I did. So they initially were thinking, you know, this arm is from a shark attack. Makes sense. You know. Yeah. That's what I would probably think too. And in 1935, there was a string of shark attacks in the southeast coast that year. The arm was taken to a coroner and their report revealed that the arm was not bitten off. It was very cleanly cut off with a knife. So it was not a shark attack. And now law enforcement has to get involved. So they were able to collect fingerprints from the hand, and the tattoo was a boxing tattoo. And that kind of gave them a small clue as to who it could be. So they shared this tattoo with the media, and a man named Edwin Smith read about what happened at the aquarium. The detail about the tattoo caught his attention. It was on the victim's forearm and depicted two boxers facing each other with their fists poised for a fight. I'm sure you've seen this or you know of this the the two guys holding their fists up awfully bold of you to assume that i have seen this tattoo I've seen on this some tattoo. i didn't say that I've but s- yes i know what you're talking about <laughs> I, not i mean also, yes. on tv or whatever yeah also uh-huh. yes okay in the movies, <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> swear to god this episode Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel, take it from me. Edwin's brother, James, had the exact same tattoo in the same place, and he had been missing for several weeks. Well, duh, it's him then. Yeah, so James Smith, who went by Jim, was a 45-year-old English-born resident of Gladesville, Australia. He managed a local billiards bar and had a history as a criminal and police informant. 
So a high-risk lifestyle. Sure. He was briefly a boxer, but it didn't pan out. How so tall was he? I have no idea. I don't know. It's irrelevant. He picked up odd jobs around Sydney, and he ran the billiards bar and also worked for a boat-building mogul and crime kingpin named Reginald Holmes. Hmm. Reginald Holmes was one of the last contacts Jim would make. So Reginald had different sides to different people. He was a well-loved family man and a pillar of the community, of course. Of course. But he was also a heroin smuggler and insurance and business fraud mastermind. Of course. They go hand in hand sometimes. Reginald was involved in construction as well, and this is where he employed Jim to carry out different tasks, such as cheating builders out of their supplies and over-insuring property before setting it on fire to collect. An ex-convict named Patrick Brady was also involved in these schemes. One of Holmes' most infamous cons involved the destruction of an overinsured yacht. After recording Jim to sink the Pathfinder, Holmes filed a claim for the damages. But he later, because you know Jim's a police informant too, he Jim had reported the incident as suspicious to police, police, and he ended up eating the cost of the boat. So this led to a falling out between the two, which exacerbated when Jim reportedly began blackmailing Reginald. One evening, Jim told his wife he was going fishing, and then a few nights later, when he didn't return, his wife grew concerned. One night, she received a mysterious call from a man. Don't worry, Jimmy will be home in three days' time. He never made it home. Jim Smith was last seen drinking and playing cards with Patrick Brady at the Cecil Hotel in Cronulla on the night of April 7th. Later that night, they relocated to a cottage Patrick Brady was renting on Tolombe Street. When a disheveled-looking Patrick later took a cab from his cottage to Reginald's house, Jim was no longer with him. The working theory was that Brady used a boat to dump the body in a, tr- in a trunk in the ocean after the arm was severed. Police had no evidence, so they brought in Patrick Brady on forgery charges that were unrelated, hoping, you know, they'd get him to confess. After six hours, he did. He confessed. He told them Reginald was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Reginald must have gotten a heads up, though, because by the time police arrived at his house, he was on a speedboat in the middle of Sydney's harbor. Then he shot himself in the head and fell into the water. And then a shark ate him. No. No. But he survived. Oh, shit. Yeah. He ended up with a non-fatal wound to his forehead and was able to swim and pull himself back on the boat. (laughs) Yes, I know. Flesh wound. They don't make them like that in no, the they 30s don't. anymore. No, <laughs> no. Would, no, no. The police chased him after he, I mean, this is just crazy. So they chased him and arrested him. He was not as easy to crack as Patrick. Reginald said Patrick was the mastermind and that he was just another victim of blackmail. He said Patrick acted alone and dumped most of the body parts of Jim in the sea, but held onto the arm as a threat. He said that Patrick brought the arm to his house and warned him that he'd be next if he didn't pay up. Reginald said he panicked and tossed the arm into the water to get rid of it, and that's where the shark swallowed it. Before the police could really do much else, they found him in his car with three bullet holes in his chest. They thought he hired a hitman 
to shoot him because he took out a really big life insurance policy on himself. Uh huh. Maybe his fam, so that his family likely could get the money because it couldn't be through suicide. It had to be a murder. Make right. Make it sense, sense to them. Yeah. And he'd just taken out this huge life insurance policy on himself. Mm-hmm. Patrick Brady went to trial for the murder of Jim. However, one arm alone was not proof of a murder. And now they didn't have Reginald's witness testimony. Right. Patrick was acquitted of the charges and maintained his innocence until his death at 76 years old in 1965. So the shark arm case was never officially solved. And Snitches likely never will. Well, no. Isn't that? That's insane. Yes. How great. That would be my luck. If I ever killed somebody, a shark, a would, shark eat would eat it and, and then throw, throw it up, up in there. <laughs> It'd be in the middle of a show at SeaWorld. Exactly, no, exactly. It's oh, weird. That's super weird. I've never heard of that. I don't even know how. I, I like shark stuff. Very interesting. And, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Do you have any more fun facts? or Nope. What shark, this is just me asking, what shark would you be if you could be a shark? A tiger shark. I was going to say a tiger shark. Because I like cats. Oh, and I love Lord. tigers. I've been called a tiger before, so. Have you ever been called a tiger shark? No. It's because I'm because I'm always hungry and grouchy. <laughs> this was a tiger like to shark. Sleep a lot. <laughs> Get Fair your enough. head out of the gutter. Fair enough. So Shark Week's July 24th through the 31st on Discovery. This is not an ad. They don't care about us, and they don't know us. But they don't know hey, us. If you no have a connection, but um, let us know if you like. Shark Week, or you're watching Shark Week. I'm, wa- I'm going to watch it. It's interesting. I'm, Very interesting. I have respect for sharks. What's your favorite cartoon shark, or favorite cartoon movie about sharks? Or favorite movie about sharks? I don't know don't if I have like any. That. Oh, I don't really have a favorite. Do you have a favorite? Are you going to say Jaws? I mean, Jaws. Now, what's your favorite shark movie? Like, your favorite movie with a shark in it. What's the one with Blake Lively in it, where she's, oh. like, on... The, the, she's trying to get. That's a that, good one. What is that? The, the hollows, the hollows, That's, some shit like that. That's a good one. So I was going through. I also like the sharks in Nemo. Oh yeah. Those are yeah. super I wasn't, I guess I wasn't thinking on that level, but, uh, I was going through, I had to download, I think it's Tubi or Shudder. Yeah. I don't know what it was cause I wanted to watch a scary movie. Mm-hmm. The movie sucked, but Shark and Saw. Was a recommendation. I swear. And I might watch it. it looks I want to watch it now. Shark and Saw. Sharks in Arkansas. So, I don't know if we should read this on here or not, but we got kind of a, a creepy email. You remember that one I was reading you yeah. last week? Should I we think read we should. That? It's kind of weird and scary and creepy and weird. It's I said weird twice. It's solemn, or I don't know what the word is to, to describe it. Okay. So, we have a thing on our website where you can it's it's kind of anonymous i mean you can be anonymous we know the name but maybe i'll just say it's by a so we got a submission and this is by a and the subject line is my one from that place ew i know and they wrote i just stumbled upon this podcast while browsing podcasts I'm from Somalia, and I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I hope you guys continue the good work. My story is this. My dad moved us to this city that was not on the map of the world, not even in the country that it was on. It was a secret city that had only royals 
And by that, I mean it was royals that were living in the city in a huge compound. The place was a normal city, but it didn't have your normal population. One day, my dad, who was working in an airbase, got his salary reduced. Thus, we couldn't afford living in that area, so he called my mom and said that he found a place that was not on the map and that the place had cheap houses for rent. So we moved, and since then, our life was never normal. This place was hunted in every sense. On the first night, we started hearing stuff and smelling snakes. Whatever that means. Gross. And snakes do have a smell. Things started appearing on our walls, and insects started following us. They were things that other people couldn't see, but we could see them, and it always started at night. Long, dark people started appearing to me and my dad, and they started stealing our money and coming in and out of our house. I started feeling really sick, and I couldn't sleep at night. I was five or six years old. In three months, we moved out of that damn house and moved to another six minutes away. It was one of the best houses we lived in, and I'm sad that we moved from that country, and I'm living here in Sweden. I kept some details out for the public sanity, and the same goes for the country. Isn't that Ah. so... Oh, What helped us get through those three months was a man who was well-versed in that world, and he was a religious sheik. Mm-hmm. S-H-E-I-K mm-hmm. he prepared some sort of oils and drinks that made us ignore them and sleep so that we wouldn't lose our mind the target was me and my dad wish you the best all the way from Sweden A he's like and that's the story isn't that that's the insanity. freakiest yeah. thing because we get these and we're about. like oh I went to a city with XYZ, you know, it's still an interesting thing. But when I read this, I'm like, what is happening right now? Please tell Mm -mm. me more information. Mm -mm. I Googled up secret cities in Somalia and, of course, nothing came up. (laughs) Nothing came up. But I was hoping. Lazy damn. But I was hoping someone would, like, talk about it. Stitches get stitches. I've already said that. Is that not the. That's terrifying. That's one of. I don't know. Honestly. No. Anyway. Two weeks off. We're we're going off the grid. Two weeks. We'll be back. We're going to a secret city. (laughs) Somalia. No, but we'll be back in two weeks. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Give us some suggestions on our Facebook group for August August themes. Yeah. Because we're still going to do an August Patreon episode, of course. Yeah, we love it. We love a theme. We love a good theme. We like when they're a little fun. I mean, this was still, This was super fun. It was. We're going to go have a third shark bite. Lacey means her fourth. (laughs) (laughs) 